Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. Hi, Waiting Warriors. Welcome to another podcast. I have one of my new friends, and I like to call her my friend. This is Tiffany, and Tiffany is a very special um, I can't person. person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Keep going. I'm a oh, special guys, person. <laughs> we were just saying how funny this one's going to be. We are both tired, but we are making it work. Okay, she's not just a person. She's a military spouse. She's a veteran herself. Um, she's currently a hospice nurse, which honestly, kudos to anybody who works hospice. That is like not a job I could do. But um, yeah, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Welcome to the show. And I'll let you kind of introduce yourself because you've got a story. Well, I don't know if it's is that interesting of a story, but you know, we all have our own things. Basically, yeah, what you said, I'm a military spouse. Woohoo. Um, I'm an I, I wrote nurse before mom, but I guess I should say I'm a mom <laughs> before all of these. I'm a nurse and I am a veteran. So it's good to be here. And on top of that, y'all, I am one of the hot spest mom hot spest. Hot mess military spouse mamas that started real talk with the missus so thanks for having me this is terrific we're off to a great start I feel this is going to be terrific it's going to be good if nothing else it'll be very honest because clearly (laughs) we have no problem showing the world exactly our true selves um so you mentioned real talk with the missus real fast guys this is another podcast they also do lives on instagram and they just it's real talk. So if you like have questions that you feel like nobody would answer, I bet you they would answer it. You may get the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, how long have you been affiliated with the military? How long have you been married? Tell us all those kind of, give us a picture of what your life's been like with all that. Well, I've only known the military since right out of high school. Um, I came in as an enlisted person Ended up getting out and getting my nursing degree with that lovely GI Bill. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole time I was in the guard while I did that. And then uh, commissioned later as a nurse. Oh, I miss those people. Those are some of my favorite people in all the world. And then, um, uh, let's see, I've been, oh crud, I've been married for, I'm going on five, wait, how old's my kid? Yeah, I'm going on five years. Um... (laughs) So, kind of backtrack. Uh, exactly. To my lovely husband. Um, he's a keeper. I really like that one. Um, what was the other questions? I'm sorry. Well, just that was pretty much it. So okay, good. ever since high school. And then did you continue as a soldier when you got married or how soon did you transition? So after we got married and then I ended up when I got pregnant with um, our daughter, we realized that. And, and kudos out there if you are dual military rocking this lifestyle. Yeah. I didn't want to do that if we didn't have to. So, you know, I hung up that 
those those boots I hung up that camo whatever you want to say and um decided to to come into this military spouse side completely and it rocked my world because I had no idea and I'm so grateful I'm seeing this side now because I missed out on it for so many years before until I was able to actually like fully be a part and dive in and meet some of the most amazing women I've ever met some of the strongest women I've ever met I'm daily blown away at what I now like I feel like the blinders are off Mm -hmm. and now when I'm just in day-to-day life like every single whether it be at the grocery store or wherever the case may be dropping my kid off at the CDC I'm now like fully able to really see other people and I love that because I'm I don't know it just gave me a brand new perspective and I like this new perspective yeah so how how was that decision or kind of the terrible. It was brutal. (laughs) I'm not going to cry or cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to lie. I cried. Um, the day I signed that paper, Mm -hmm. like it was, I went from having my, this is going to sound really weird, but I went from having my own ID card to Mm -hmm. having the dependent ID card. Mm -hmm. And it was like, wait, what? I no longer could do anything. I was yeah. 100% relying on my husband. Like, I tried to go get, my ID card was expiring, and I tried to go get a new one. They're like, he has to be here. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, it was, it was one, it was everything relied on him, and then it was just like, well, wait a minute. And that was kind of my first, um, that was the first hit. Like, I guess the first wave where I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm, I'm doing this. On, I'm doing, you know, I'm actively waiting on my end here. So, like, I'm actively taking care of my family. I'm actively caring for my husband. I'm actively doing my part. But I realized that it was a very different, people looked at me very differently now. And I thought that was, that was interesting. And so it was a struggle, but it was also just my pride. And once I was able to get over myself and, like, (laughs) realize, honestly, it was like, get it, like, seriously, get over it. Like, it you know, I think a lot of times we fall into that on, we fall into that area where we allow a job or a relationship or whatever define who we are. And that is not at all how it works. It's just a part of us. And it's a part of what makes us us. And I had to, I guess, kind of refine my identity 100%. So. Mm-hmm. And did that impact your marriage at all? Or was that just kind of all internally with you and what you were dealing with? Oh, it was hard, horrible on my marriage. I had so much resentment. Y'all, I told my husband on a daily basis, let me tell you what I gave up. Like, it was just, it was ridiculous. Bless his heart. Like, I'm so glad he stuck with me through that. Honestly, and I I say that jokingly, but I truly am grateful (laughs) that my husband was, um, he loved me enough and gave me enough grace to push through that with me because you know in the beginning he saw oh this is really hard for her this is painful for her this is you know whatever it may be but then after a while it was like okay this is just ridiculous like Mm -hmm. I didn't make you move to like a third world country and do all of these things it's like he's like we got married we had a child we're starting life together what like get on this get on board and once it took a long time um a lot of push through, a lot of fighting, a lot of whatever. But it was amazing at 
I was honestly, I was listening to, I was in a, a church service and we found an amazing church finally, which had been a long time coming because um, we needed that. Mm-hmm. And we went to this church and the pastor, it was like, y'all, I was sitting there. I was like, oh my gosh, was he in our home? Like, it was just, <laughs> did, he, did he listen to me? And I'm not even talking like, I'm talking like 20 minutes before we got to church. And I was sitting there and he was doing an entire series, I remember, on marriage. Like a five-part series in just his normal day-to-day thing. And it was just, it kept, oh, it was just touching. And every time we leave there, I was like, I can't wait for next Sunday. And I'd never had that feeling before. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first, like, I grew up in the church. I grew up, you know, my parents are amazing parents. Um, raised me, I guess, in they gave, they dedicated their lives, raised their children, did everything right by us. Um, but it was the first time I realized that I had been doing this life so long without him, without God. And it, the moment I was willing to place him back into it and allow him to actually take my marriage. Sorry, I'm not trying to go on a ramble here, but the no. moment I decided that I was like, okay, this isn't working to do this by myself. Life is what it is. But the moment I decided, no, I'm going to reach out to this hand that's been next to me and let this hand hold me through because it didn't make it easier. You know, nothing became easier. But I finally had this hand to hold and I had an accountability in a sense. I had that conscience. I had I mean, it's the Holy Spirit, but I had all of those things finally. And it started to wear off on my marriage. It started to wear off on the things that came out of my mouth and how I viewed my husband and you know, praying for my husband. I'm not saying I did a great job at this all the time, but (laughs) it was a slow process, but it was amazing because, and I say this wholeheartedly, God saved my marriage. And I'm not even joking because you take a, a man who's done his, you know, he's gone over and done what he needs to do numerous times and served his country. And then you take, you know, almost a broken woman who's in a whole new identity a new perspective a new everything struggling um alone most of the time just felt like who was I and then it was it was this this bridge that was able to start doing some healing and start bringing us together and if that makes any sense I don't know if that makes any sense but it was literally finding that church saved our marriage and I'm not even kidding um that was the one thing that made the biggest difference. And from there on, it was just amazing at what we allowed the, the, what we allowed to happen within our marriage. If that, if that, yeah. Yeah. So No, I think, I think that's huge because like you said, like you mentioned, he was kind of, I don't know if he actually said, but just the sentiment behind it was like, get on board like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't force you to do anything why aren't you on board with this? And I feel like that should resonate with a lot of military spouses because we, we do get resentment, but we've chosen this. That doesn't make it any less hard, but I think we do, we need to, at least in my experience, it's like, yes, we say we're supportive, but where's our heart in this? And when, whether it's your, whatever your faith is, I think faith, whether it's, to God, or I don't know what other people have faith to. For for me, it's God and Christ. But you you have to let your heart go instead of just saying it in your mind. You've got to let your heart to it. So I like that a lot. Um, it came down to to be honest with you, it came down to me acknowledging it and calling it out. 
if if I didn't get to that point, I would have just sat in my own misery and gotten where nowhere. Like it would have ruined our marriage. We would have been another statistic. We would have been divorced. Um, I mean, it was coming, yeah. which happens all the time. Yeah, like that is that is always okay. Sorry, not always, but in the military, we have a huge divorce huge. rate. And I'm not saying that I have been in every single marriage. I'm not saying that I like know everybody's situation. That's what I'm saying. But just from the statistics in my experience with the marriages I have seen fail, it's because of like resentment and unwillingness to come together and figure stuff out. What Whatever your stuff is, it's almost always something related to the military. But if you aren't willing to come together and work it out, then you're not going to get anywhere. And you are going to be sick. Before you get to that point where you can come together, there's an old teaching where it says, take your finger and turn it around mm-hmm. and point it at yourself. I think that was the one thing I had to do before we could get anywhere else because I couldn't worry about him anymore. I had to just simply like, okay, you're this miserable. What is going on? Get to the bottom of it and figure it out because he can't fix you. He can't be anything for you besides his husband. You can't put that much pressure on your husband, your spouse, whatever you have to, if you can't find that within yourself, you're never going to find it in someone else. Come on. So I think that was the biggest thing. And, and once I was willing to able to look in the mirror and, start working on myself, then our marriage was able to actually like grow and in a good way. And because it life didn't stop. I mean, it kept happening. <laughs> it's kept coming. But it was like, instead of having those fights where I'm like, I want a divorce. I hate you. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I said, awful, awful, awful things. I didn't mean any of them. I'm not going to lie. I just wanted to hurt and let him know I was in pain. And instead I started thinking about what the heck was coming out of my mouth. Is this going to be productive? Am I going to help the situation? Am I going to de-escalate it? Or am I just going to add to it and we're going to get absolutely nowhere? Mm-hmm. So, I like what you're saying because oh, I could just like go on each aspect <laughs> of what you're saying. And this could be like an hour and a half long interview. But I, I just think you're you're... I appreciate your honesty and openness in this because I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with because it's so easy to get angry and it's so easy to play the victim, especially as the military spouse. Mm -hmm. It's really, really easy to play victim because we feel like we don't have any control over anything because the military controls everything. Like that is easy. That is a really, really easy finger to point out. And it's really, really easy to blame that and pinpoint that anger on our spouse but that's mm-hmm. not fair. And I, as you were talking, I almost wonder, like, would, would you have had those same problems had you not been in the military? And I think most people would have similar problems because it's, like you said, you, you had to figure out you. You couldn't worry about him anymore. It's like, why are you upset? And I think... I just think that's a really, really important question that we should ask ourselves is what can we do to be okay and not expect our spouse to fix everything for us? No, because they're not made to do that. And yes. I'm not made to fix everything for him. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, it does. It rocks your world whenever you realize, 
I mean, well, I think, and there's also another definition of that. I'm a nurse. Most nurses are codependents. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that, and it's something I've had to overcome. And if I won't go into all of that, but I think that when I took the pressure off of him too and put it on myself, he felt that. And he was also, he was able to be more supportive too. Um, and a little bit more patient and show me a little bit more grace and whatever the case may be. And I mean, and people just genuinely like to be around more positive, joyful people. It's contagious. Mm -hmm. And I, once that happened, it kind of rubbed off on our marriage instead of being this like angry, let's fight all the time over, you know, who, I don't even know, like, why did you put two different socks together? I mean, it could have been the dumbest thing that set us right off. And it's like, now it was like, it takes a, it takes quite a bit to get us to a point where it's like, ooh, I feel that creeping in. Hold on. Let's go back to all of this work we've put in. And hopefully, I'm not saying we're perfect, y'all. We've <laughs> failed about one million times. But <laughs> we keep trying. <laughs> I think that's that's what matters most. So you mentioned positivity, though. Like, has has that come easy for you? Or is that a conscious decision? And if that is a conscious decision, what is that decision for you? Is it just, I'm going to be positive today or is it a little deeper than that? Well, I think it comes from like laugh through the tears. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of, if you know me in person, this is pretty much what I am. I am a pretty positive person. However, back to that codependency thing, I'm also a chameleon. I will take on the emotions of other people. Um, after too long so I have to be very careful with like the friends I make or the groups I associate myself with not that I don't love every I love all people you can put me put me in any scenario and I pretty much am like okay like this is great but I have to be very careful about what I'm truly letting in um, mm -hmm. because I'm very susceptible to that and so for me I guess it's it's always I just genuinely like to be around the positive people because it doesn't mean that they can't still complain or say this or, you know, like life doesn't continue to get hard. No, no, no. But it's also like they are the ones, too, that kind of have that sense of humor about it. And um, I would just much rather laugh and cry with, you know, through this than just be miserable because it, ugh, that place of like depression or anxiety or whatever it is, a, a scary place and it like just oh, you don't want to be there if you don't, it's just, it's a scary place that, sorry, I'm bringing in something too, because it was, after I had my daughter, it was the first time I ever felt any of those things, depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. I never felt those before, and so for me, it was, I did a lot of work as well with that, so it was um, even more now a choice, or not a choice, that's not a right way to put it, but. Um, An effort had to be made. Yes, yes, thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty and it's, I like that you're, you're just real about the fact that it's not, um, it's not easy, but it's doable, but it's also like a continuous thing. Cause sometimes oh, I think people like they have the expectation that, you know, whether it's like, okay, well we got through this TDY. So now I'm never going to have the struggle that those TDYs presented <laughs> and then they get to a deployment and it's like, well, no, we figured out how to stay connected. So we don't have to work on that anymore. 
and then they get mad that they have to work on it more um or they have to just work on like staying positive but it's I like that you just you're open about the fact that it's just constant work all the time and it's because it's I talked to Heather Turner way back when we started Real Talk with the Misses, and I, I was li- I was sitting in this interview and I'm listening to her talk, and I think my mouth was open the whole time because I was just she just kept tro- like dropping those truth bombs. Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, well, how often do you struggle with this? And she was like, every day. And I was like, okay. And then you know, like she would say, I was like, what about count? She's like, I have a counselor on a speed dial. Like she was just very honest, but it was. It was so refreshing because I felt like that was the first time I was like, I don't need to hide this mm-hmm. because if she, which I consider like kind of consider military royalty, right? In a sense, just yeah. like that, you know, just, just such a beautiful human being and a military spouse that others can look to and actually look up to and hearing her be so honest with that was one of the, that was kind of my awakening in a sense where I'm like no I'm not gonna hide this anymore there's if I hide it I'm ashamed of it and I'm no longer ashamed of it I'm actually really proud of us because we pushed through we put in the work we continue to put in the work Mm -hmm. I could he could take me off tomorrow I mean five minutes from now we could be he could bother (laughs) me really bad (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie but I think it's it's just that active decision now and that active choice that I'm like no no no, we're gonna keep doing this we're gonna keep putting in the work we're gonna it's it's only up to us no one else is gonna do it so yeah that's a good point (laughs) Uh, I like it too because it's like sometimes I feel like even just the world in general has a sentiment that like a strong person is somebody who doesn't have any problems and especially in the military community it's like a strong military spouse is somebody who isn't bothered or something like Mm -hmm. is it phased it's like no no I had a friend at the beginning of this deployment we were sitting in church um I got up and sat next to her because she just was crying because her husband had just left and she was just sad and I sat with her and um she's like I don't know why I was crying and I was like (laughs) She's like, well, everybody here, because everybody in our congregation is military families. And she's like, everybody here has like had somebody going and they're not crying. And I was like, no, they're not crying at church, maybe. But I promise you that they're crying in the grocery store or they're crying at home. Mm -hmm. Like we all have the struggle. It just manifests a little bit differently. But Mm -hmm. just the struggle isn't the sign of your weakness. It's I, Mm -hmm. I like how you keep on saying like it's that you keep on trying. And that's Mm -hmm. all that you can ask from yourself. And that's all that you can ask from your marriage is that you're just going to keep on trying. Mm -hmm. Very well said. I like that. That's um, what else can you do? I mean, I think we take a lot of times we make things so difficult. (laughs) and We're like 1500 step process to make your marriage amazing. And it's like, well, let's scale it back a little bit. I think if we kind of just let's take it day by day Mm -hmm. and, just keep doing it. Yeah. Just not letting, you know, whatever. And and that is the case. And I'm really sorry. My freaking kid is knocking on this door. Oh, so I didn't even gonna hear ignore it. it. <laughs> You're good. We just, sometimes you need to close the door and let them know. It's locked. 
She'll, you'll see her hand underneath it in a minute. That's my favorite, mm-hmm. especially like when you're in the bathroom. And mm-hmm. It's like really you can't you can't just wait just putting your hands through the door. I feel does you, mom. Really, yeah, does that really connect <laughs> us? Does, is there a bond that happens? Like, do you want me to touch your fingers? What's what is what is really the goal? That's that's my big life question. <laughs> I'd ask Heavenly Father when I die. When a kid, like, what's going on in a kid's brain? Anyway, that was a big side note. But then it's like a big question in my mind. Oh my gosh, girl, you're gonna make me cry. (laughs) I just, I just want to know what's going on in a kid's brain sometimes because by the time they can articulate it, it's different, anyways. Mm -hmm. Okay, last (laughs) question. I'm sorry. That was terrific. You I just did it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I feel like every single mom, like, I don't, I don't know of a mom that hasn't experienced that. No. I'll do it. Anyways, we'll have a whole debate and bring on some psychologists and whoever can understand a little kid's brain, you know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. do that and figure that out someday. Someday. Okay. Last question. Yes. What is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors? Um, probably continue to speak life, even if it's all crap. <laughs> so just, I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you can do that with like a sense of humor, like just through those those times even if you're not feeling it just speak the life into yourself into your spouse into your kids into your friend because it is it's contagious it's going to go one way or the other mm-hmm. you're going to allow that <clears throat> pain or the struggles or whatever it may be to pull you down or you know you can just push through it with that that positivity and I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to tell people that real life real problems don't exist listen I'm a hospice nurse I see it day in and day out totally get it but I will say the one thing I have noticed like my lingo with my patients a lot of time I go in and I don't talk about long term I talk about hey we're gonna focus on is today gonna be a good day or is it just a bad day? Like, are we just going to ha- call it what it is? It was a bad day, but you know what? Tomorrow may be a good day. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, changing that lingo has taken the pressure off of me, too. It's, like, not, like, 2020 is going to be this great of a year. Or <laughs> my marriage is going to be amazing. My kid's going to, you know, go to bed. <laughs> like, like what it's one of those things where it's just, no, no, no. We're going to take those days that we get. And I'm just going to try to be present in them and enjoy them. Even if they're not days, maybe they're hours, maybe they're just moments, whatever it is. And then through that crappy time, we're just going to keep speaking that life and keep encouraging and whatever. It may just be yourself. Um, Put on pants today, (laughs) get a bra on, whatever it is, whatever you need to do to like make yourself feel like, okay, we're going to get through this. You put on your own armor. For me, that is speaking life and that is a sense of humor. That is my armor. And it seems to work pretty well. I'm, I'm still kicking, still doing it. I'm still smiling. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it helps. Helps. Can you give an example of what speaking life into <clears throat> something is for you? Um, 
So I think a lot of times I'm not trying to, well, actually I'll just keep, we, we've talked about marriage. We'll just stick with it. Um, like my husband, I think a lot of times we can kind of get competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Oh, well, like, well, this was my day or this was my day. And then instead it was just like, I've had to realize that to stop with that competitive nature and like tune into what he's saying, listen to what he needs me to hear and then try to fill him back up. So like, you know, babe, that is a rough day. I'm just so proud of you that you did this, this, and this. And, you know, I'm glad that you keep pushing forward with this or, you know, thank you for taking the high, whatever the case may be, instead of being like, well, let me tell you about my day. Cause it's, I mean, it's kind of hard to compete with a hospice nurse, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can't even. You can't even. So I had to be careful because I can get into that state of mind. And it's like, uh, let's not do that. And so I've been on the other side of that because my husband has been a chaplain at a hospital. So uh, it's like there literally was a time where it's like, well, the girls did this and this and this, blah, 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 blah. No, like, take a deep breath. How was your day? Well, <laughs> three people died. Like, it was like three people died today. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. okay. <laughs> I uh, have no words, honey. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just go take that temper tantrum that I had to deal with and set that yeah. aside. <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing is it's like, once you stop competing and you realize no matter what they're my problems or his problems or Joe Schmo up the road, they're their problems. They're their issues. So like validate them, hear them, and then fill them back up. Like don't yeah. just leave them in that low. It's like, that makes sense when I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. that was, that's the biggest thing. And I think that on like real talk, like that's kind of our, our new mission Mm-hmm. It's just like, let's speak life into one another, not compete with one another or, you know, like you create those groups and you don't let people in. No, no, no. Like they need it. People need the encouragement. They need they need the joys, the the laughter, the um, the community. And yeah. I think that's the one of the biggest things. Yeah, I love it. OK, well, speaking of real talk, how can people get more of you? How can they connect with you? tell us all the things of where to find Tiffany well thank you for asking Michelle because <laughs> people need more they, do. Really do. they may oh. not know it yet but once they get even more they'll know that they need more well before I go on any further I have to say you girl have you are rocking this I am <laughs> so excited for Thursdays at nine o'clock to watch you go live because the one time I did it by myself, I was like, like, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done. You do such a good job and you are like reaching people like you're being vulnerable and actually, but you're still like being, you're so funny. Like the time your kid pooped all over you. I was literally just yeah. rolling crying. That was the first time I watched you, by the way. And I, like, <laughs> I love everything about her. I have to watch. Because you're like, I should change her. But I'm not going to. <laughs> We're just going to sit here for a minute. 
And I was like, this is good. This is real. This is what people want to see because their kid just pooped on them too. <laughs> and it's like, anyways, I wanted to give you total kudos because that was what that was what got me hooked. I was like, I'm watching <laughs> now on this is terrific this is comedy and instagram live where someone will just let a baby release on them it was worth watching but no but you did you kind of have encouraged us so i think that um i just wanted to throw that out there if you're listening to this you guys are in the right place you're doing amazing i hope you keep doing it because Mm -hmm. you are you're on a you're on a roll. Don't stop. But <laughs> real talk, you can. Okay, back to me. Okay, so <laughs> let's real, focus. <laughs> real talk with a missus. Uh, missus, by the way, is military spouses. I know that's confusing, but that's what we're going for. So you can be like, "Hey, I'm a miss," you know, mm-hmm. rather than like it's a little discreet and. You know, people may not know what you're talking about unless they're a miss too. So, <laughs> anyways, you can find us on Instagram at Real Talk with the Misses. Um, Podbean, iTunes, I don't, I think any uh, podcast platform, mm-hmm. uh, just go look us up. We're growing on the Institute. <laughs> I'm yes. learning the ways of it. It's a new, it's a whole new, I'm not kidding. I didn't even know how to, anyways. So we're getting there. Um, we do have a Facebook page, but I haven't really nurtured that very much. Tara yeah. and I haven't. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much look us up there, send us questions, yeah. send us things. We love to talk about, you know, anything. So. Their answers are so good, guys. <laughs> it is so good. And we'll, I'll make sure that we put all the links to where you can find them, Instagram, the, um, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So then we'll make it easier for you guys, but cert- good old search bar always works too, it but yes, it gets the job done. It's amazing what Google will do. Thank goodness for Google. Okay, guys. Tiffany, thank you so much for just being open with us and real, huh? Because real talk. I got it. I got it. So (laughs) funny. I'm really good at jokes, even though Austin will disagree. He thinks I'm not funny. You crack yourself up. Don't you take that from you. I know. I know. That's all that matters. My jokes are just to make me laugh. I could care less about anybody else. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sign off. You guys have waiting warriors out there. You guys have a good week. Think about um, kind of what Tiffany's talking about. Maybe you need to ask yourself the questions of like, what do you need to let go of? What do you need to get on board of with yourself that you're fighting? What do you need to get on board of with your marriage and just figure out a way to laugh a little more and even if you're laughing through those tears but you guys have a great week thanks tiffany thank you i want to take just a minute and tell you guys about a really amazing online event coming up for all first responder and military loved ones aka you guys This year is the 5th Annual Independent Wellness Summit on March 2nd through the 7th. It's a week-long online summit put together by a group of military spouses, and this year they have incredible speakers talking about dimensions of strength. Last year was my first summit, and I loved it. 
Not only was it super helpful for me to spend time focusing on my personal wellness, but I also learned a ton that really helped me in some of those hard weeks of our deployment last year. I really think it's important for us waiting warriors to take time to fill our cups and learn so we can then truly thrive in this life. And this wellness summit is the perfect way to do just that. So go to www.in-dependent.org slash wellness summit or just their website and you'll find it real fast and get the general admission for free. Again, general admission for free or you can grab an all access pass with the code warrior20 for a great discount. I have my all access pass purchased and ready to go. So I'd love for you to tag me on social media when you get your ticket. I can't wait to see you all there so we can learn and thrive together.